Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself no matter your age, so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of 8 Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. Hello, wherever you are and whatever time of day it is, this is Dr. Kelly Pearson again with 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast that is teaching you the minimalistic approach to being bold and not old and underscoring minimalistic. This podcast is short and everything I talk about in my book and asking you to do and what I'll be talking about this podcast is fairly basic and fairly easy and fairly short. Not to say you cannot do a lot more in life, but my whole intention here is to capture the attention of the 70% of the world that has a belief system that they think well, I'm just getting older. That's part of the drill. And yet there is a small percentage of people out there who don't believe that because they have proven it. And I've referenced people in my practice to you previously about folks in their 80s and 90s who are amazing in terms of what they're capable of doing. They are operating under a completely different set of beliefs. You know, down the road, we'll be talking about something called the immunity to change. This is a body of knowledge that I'm certified to teach and I absolutely am passionate about it because it really helps you to understand, helps you to uncover, if you will, your invisible belief systems that heretofore you've considered to be absolute fact and truth, but they have been under the water line. So you don't really think about them. You don't test them. You don't wonder if you're right or wrong. You just are certain that they are correct. And those belief systems are what keeps us from changing certain behaviors or not changing certain behaviors, regardless of what we say we want. So we're going to explore that down the road. But as I speak to you today, I'm just so cognizant of the fact that some people absolutely believe that they have to degenerate as they age, that they don't have an option, that the spine is not a living tissue that once they've gotten screwed up, there is no hope to get back. And I'm reminded of a gentleman who was quite an inspiration to me. He was working for the DOT and had a crew that he was managing. And he got struck by a driver who had been let out of the hospital a bit too early, so it turns out, and had a stroke and ran into him at 70 miles an hour. And his leg got caught up in the wheel well as his car was careening towards him and over him, essentially. And you can imagine the damage that was done. I mean, he had gross fractures in the leg. His foot almost was amputated. He had, I think, a minimum of 12 screws placed in the sacroiliac joint because it was 
completely opened up from the injury. And this gentleman had been a triathlete, actually, and he was quite good at it. So he understood what it took to regenerate his body. And he had an attitude that I'm going to have that back. And within, uh, I think it was two years, maybe even less, he actually ran another triathlon and was very close to the time that he had had at his peak because he believed in his body's ability to recover. And he was in his 50s at the time. So maybe what would have happened if he never had been an athlete or if he had been raised in a family where his folks slowly became arthritic and using walkers in their 70s, what if he never had the idea that he could recover? Well, likely he wouldn't have. So we're going to be exploring what we think is true about the body and what our belief systems are. Okay, enough of that for now. I want to get on to the next stretch that, remember last time we were talking about the importance of creating centration of your hip joint, meaning that the hip joint can move fluidly around the center where it needs to be articulated. And that's going to require that all the muscles on either front, back, or either side of the hip are stretched every day. So that joint has the freedom to move. And when you hurt one and you don't hurt one of these muscles and you don't attend to it, you will slowly start to reduce hip mobility. So let's say you are on an icy day and you slip, like almost going into the splits. You, you don't because you can't, but it strains the heck out of your inner thigh. Ah, like really, really bad. I'm talking about Chinese splits where your legs go out to the sides, not maybe forward or back. And you've had this maybe groin pain for a bit and like, oh, it's getting, it's not that bad. And you ignore it. But that those muscles on the inside, known as your adductors, ADD, that comes basically from understanding that when they contract, the leg moves towards the midline of the body. The leg is added towards the midline of the body, hence the, the etiology of that word adductors versus the ones on the outside that are ab, AB, adductors, moving the leg away from the center line of the body. So let's say you did that and you didn't pay much attention attention to it. Well, now that adductor is going to pull the femur closer towards the midline of the body. But now it's basically rendered useless because you've sprained it and it's not working and it hurts. So that ball, the femoral head, starts to migrate a little bit more laterally than it should, a little bit more towards the outside of the hip. And again, as I mentioned, that is the number one cause of hip arthritis. You can't have a ball and socket joint cantilevered or off-center any more than you can have tires on a car that are out of balance. You're going to start creating problems. And so that's what we're trying to prevent here. So how do you stretch the adductor? Well, it's kind of like what we did with the hamstring, except you're stretching the inside of the thigh. So you're going to stand and your hands are on your hips. You're standing on your right foot and you're going to put your left foot out to the left with the heel up and the toe pointing away. So essentially now your feet are at 90 degrees to each other. Your right foot's pointing forward, the left foot is pointing to the far left, but you're on your heel. And you're going to take your hands and you're going to move your hip in combination of two things, back and to the right back and to the right, but you're stretching that left leg that is extended out, that is not bending at the knee. It's extended out. So as you move your pelvis away from that anchored foot, the muscles you're going to be lengthening gently are the adductors, A-D-D-ductors. 
And you're going to go into that two bounce, gentle into your soft edge, come out, exhale, and go a little bit further. And then you can kind of skip and do put the right foot out and the left foot straight forward and do the right side. You can go back and forth, left, right, left, right, left, right. Or if you want, you can just do three sets on the left and then three sets on the right. The nice thing about going back and forth, back and forth, is it also exercises your sense of balance. If you are challenged with your balance, well, minimize the number of times you have to transfer your weight and just do all three on one side. And as you get better, no problem, you'll be able to go back and forth easy peasy lemon squeezy. Now, let me give you an example of how important this is. So I had a patient who always had some inside knee pain in the inside of the right knee. It was always really tender. She didn't really trust it. She didn't like going on hikes. Up and down stairs was a little bit challenging. And when we examined her and laid her on her back and were feeling about the different muscles and taking her hip through a range of motion, we found out, oh boy, that hip is not, that hip is muscle on the inside is super tender and super tight. And when I would put my fingers on the middle of the belly of the adductor, it's like, ouch, right? Well, she never really stretched that muscle because let's face it, most of us can go a full day without spreading our legs apart. Bottom line. I mean, you have to go out of your way to spread your legs apart or have an active sex life. That's really the, the two ways to go about doing it. So uh, you'll see in the stretches that I talk about later when we talk about ligaments, there's a specific way to lay on your back with your legs up and open your thighs out to create that space. But we're, we're actually getting at something different there. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. My point is we have to be able to open our legs up. So as you are moving your pelvis away from the adductor and to the right and a little bit behind, you're going to get that stretched out. And as she was then starting to do this, after I did some soft tissue work to open up her hip joint, she actually got rid of that knee pain. We think, well, why knee pain? Well, because the adductors have an influence attached above the knee and will influence secondarily the inside of the knee. So you can have stiffness on the inside of the hip and your body's going to be overworked on the inside of the knee. And that's why a good examination is so very important so you can figure it out. So she was really capable of stretching herself out of her own pain, which was, you know, absolutely terrific that she could do that. So really important to not minimize that. I'll tell you one, maybe not funny case example, kind of frustrating to me in a way. I had a patient in her 50s and she came in to me like, yeah, I've been just dealing with this hip pain forever. And I've just ignored it. And finally, I went to my OBGYN and I couldn't get my feet in the stirrup because I couldn't get that right leg outward. Now, upon examination, she had straight up very, very progressive osteoarthritis of her hip. And there was no nothing we could do except send her to an excellent surgeon to fix that problem. The problem was for her to develop that pathology, it took at least 10 years, at least 10 years. So was she ever opening her legs? Probably not, because she didn't know. And she, I mean, maybe when she was going into the OBGYN, maybe she didn't go every year. Who knows how that worked out? But my point is, if you could stretch 
into that tissue every day, you're going to get a sense of how you're doing. And at the beginning of every year, you're thinking, well, I can do the same thing this year that I could do last year, maybe even better. That's good news. But sadly, most people are not taking their body through all these different cardinal range of motion. They're not testing. They're not they're not getting feedback that their body is slowly stiffening up. So what do they do? They ignore it. That's life. But you are getting educated so that you're learning how to do these things. So again, on the show notes, we'll have the video so you can take a peek on what that adductor looks like. And again, if you ever need to contact me, you can certainly do that through my contact button there on the site affiliated with the podcast. So I hope you guys have a fabulous day and moving into excellence each and every day. Thanks so much. In keeping with my minimalistic approach to life, I keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points, not adding fluff. So for today, we are done, but I hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website, 8minutestoageless.org, will have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me. And as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.